Let's head over to the Carrier Newsline now, joined by Washington correspondent John Decker. As uh, we're continuing to track this ongoing stalemate uh, when it comes to finding a vote for the Speaker of the House. John, good morning, and we're at vote number 11 right now. Same results. So what, if anything, can we expect to be different today as the uh, process is continuing to grind out? Well, it's it's really fascinating. I'm in the House chamber for each of these votes, and uh, there's no movement. There's no movement by these 20 plus one uh, House Republicans who are adamant in their opposition to Kevin McCarthy. He cannot get to 218. Uh, we've uh, not seen any movement in his number. It's remained at 201. And because of that, we do not have a Speaker of the House. And because of that, we don't have a new Congress as it relates to the House of Representatives. Those uh, members have not been sworn in yet. Uh, what will happen today, vote number 12 gets underway at 12 p.m. Eastern time. That's when the House will reconvene, and we'll see whether there was any progress overnight in moving any of those 21 House Republicans over to Kevin McCarthy's side. Well, some of them, uh, and I'm thinking of Colorado's own Lauren Boebert, have been so uh, uh, strong-worded in their opposition to Kevin McCarthy, that uh, it seems like there is they've left themselves no safe space to back down from that position. I agree with you, Shannon. You know, she has said under no circumstances will she vote for Kevin McCarthy, and I think Kevin McCarthy uh, has to realize that this group is implacable. Uh, they have dug in their heels. He's not going to get to 218. And as a result, you know, uh, essentially the, the House of Representatives is held hostage because Kevin McCarthy is refusing to back away, refusing to back away from seeking the speakership. Uh, he can't get the votes. And at some point, he must realize he can't get the votes. And, you know, it seems to me, you know, you do the right thing for the good of the party, for the good of the country, for the good of the House uh, to step away and let someone else who can get 218 uh, to step up and and be that person who can be the next House Speaker. But yeah. do, I was going to say, does that give though uh, this small minority just outside proportional power? Well, it does. I mean, that is uh, one of the ramifications of that very close midterm election uh, in which Republicans they won back control of the House, but they won with a very small minority. Uh, and you see what. That means it means that a very small minority of the Republican Party uh, has a big say in terms of the direction of the party for the next two years, including determining who the next speaker of the House is. That is the way our system works. Uh, and uh, unless you change the system, uh, this is going to be the case for every vote that takes place in the House chamber determining who the next speaker will be. And, you know, we've seen this before, you know, when in the past, Kevin McCarthy has kind of seen that writing on the wall, stepped down, and there was a, you know, strong, you know, second uh, runner-up as far as uh, Paul Ryan, who was able to take that speakership. Right. Who could be, you know, that potential, you know, next person up or that potential, you know, almost compromised speaker to really get any work done in Congress? Well, the likely choice for that position would be the number two House Republican, that is Steve Scalise. Uh, he's a Republican from Louisiana, very well liked in the Republican conference. I know that Matt Gates and Congressman Perry of Pennsylvania met with Steve Scalise uh, two nights ago. I don't know the nature of that conversation, but it could have been a conversation in which they say to him, we know you're loyal to Kevin McCarthy, but if he steps away, if he 
drops out of this race, we will support you. Our block will support you as the House Speaker. That could be the conversation. I don't know for sure. Uh, but he is well liked within the conference. And right now, all all of the voting has been on the record, very public. There's been talk that maybe moving to a ballot where uh, names were not revealed as to what they voted for, that that might be a way to do a workaround of this. No, I don't think that's going to happen. That that would require a change of the rules. It would require a change of precedent. And you you just don't have the, the votes to do that. Democrats will not give that uh, to uh, Republicans. They do not want to give any wins to Republicans. And as things stand today, I think we're going to see a repeat of what we saw in the first 11 ballots, the inability of Kevin McCarthy to get to 218. It'll be interesting to see in this first vote of the day whether any of those 21 Republicans have moved over to Kevin McCarthy's side, um, if he's managed over the course of the evening through negotiations to win over any of those Republicans. If he has failed, you know, I think the writing's on the wall for Kevin McCarthy. You can go through this 13, 14, 15, 16 times, uh, but you're not going to move the necessary amount of Republicans over to your camp. And then you have to reevaluate whether, you know, it's that important that you be the House Speaker. You know, uh, the party's not all about one person. Uh, You know, you have to take into account the entire conference and that is what kevin mccarthy has to figure out you know over the course of the next day or so mm. and in the meantime i mean i think colorado has two uh maybe more but uh at least two uh representatives who have yet to be sworn in because of the failure sure. to actually achieve this um so we'll continue to monitor this uh, jonathan decker national correspondent thank you for uh all your uh reporting on this thank you have a great day and a great weekend talk to you soon bye-bye you bet